Welcome to the Leadership Network Podcast. This podcast will help you discover what is next for you and your church. As leaders, we can get zoomed in on our day-to-day when we often need to zoom out and have a vision for the big picture. The Leadership Network Podcast curates groundbreaking conversations to help us look past the now and to see what is next. Leadership Network is a community of multipliers who gather to collaborate, innovate, and pursue what God has next for His church. Our mission is to champion healthy growth that is capable of reproducing. Thank you for joining this conversation, and here's today's episode. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Metaverse Next Show brought to you by Leadership Network. Hey, this is episode two. We are a brand new show talking about the future church in context of of the metaverse and and there's just obviously there's so much when it comes towards metaverse we're talking about virtual reality augmented reality mixed reality machine learning artificial intelligence blockchain crypto oh my gosh so much stuff and and it's going to be a lot of fun here helping the church dream imagine and even celebrate what's happening today in context of these Web3, of this metaverse technology. Hey, my name is Jeff Reed. Uh, I founded a corporation called thechurch.digital. We've been helping churches for a very long time understand how to utilize this digital technology well. And so, yeah, hey, listen, when Zuckerberg announced, hey, this is what the metaverse is, and really, in Life Church, thank you very much, uh, Craig Groeschel broadcast their church services online, bringing attention, honestly, to already the ministry that's been happening in the metaverse for, for years. Like, it's an incredible opportunity for churches to engage in that mission field, disciple a different type of person, and even to be a fully functioning church in this metaverse space. And so today, we're going to hone in a little bit here. We're going to talk specifically about uh, virtual reality. And and honestly, of all of the kind of the technologies, I can say the word, a lot of the technologies that I referenced earlier, virtual reality is the one that's most prevalent. And I think there's the most opportunity today. Apple hasn't come out with the AR goggles, the mixed glasses that are, look like what I'm wearing here. I wish these were Apple glasses. Actually, probably not because I don't think I could afford them. But uh, there's plenty of opportunities for some of these other technologies. We'll get to those down the road. But today, really wanted to hone in on what, a, what it looks like to pastor, to shepherd, to disciple people in virtual reality in, in this metaverse. And, and we're bringing into the conversation here Jason Poling, who is lead pastor of Cornerstone Yuba City and Cornerstone VR. And, and at some point, Jason, you had the honor, at least in my recollection, of being the only person in America who was pastoring a, a live, a real live IRL church, a physical church, and a virtual reality church at the same time. So congratulations. I, I don't think you have the title anymore. I, think I don't think I do. That's I, what I, they I, say. That's what you say. Like, and if yeah, you yeah. say it, I believe it, Jeff. It's yeah. got to be true. You know, I'm not saying it's scientific fact, but at least that I knew of. I, I don't know anybody else who was doing it. It's you know what? Hey, let's just let's just tell your story a little bit. Yeah. Kind of cornerstone. You know who you are, what you're, what you are physically, what you're doing uh, in in the metaverse. Like, just give us some background here. Yeah, yeah. So, so hey, thanks again to have me on. It's so great to be with you and to see you, Jeff. You look good, Jeff. And I'm looking at my image here, and I can't get the lighting right. I look like I need to live down in Miami with you and get some sun. Because it looks like a vampire visited me here on this. This I look so white. But anyway, good to be here. Good to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm up in Northern California, which you think I get more sun up there. But I am north, north of Sacramento. Uh, been here about four years as a lead pastor at Cornerstone Church. And been doing Metaverse ministry for about two years. So we've been in the, we've got uh, two campuses. The third campus basically is almost ready. And uh, it's been awesome. Been a great journey. Very cool. Well, we had a, a recent interview with Jason Poling. Actually, let's even back up as the episode one, the, the inaugural episode here of the Metaverse Next Show. We interviewed Jason Poling's um, Metaverse pastor, the guy who pastors specifically in, in the Metaverse. Michael Eusdevinas, uh, uh, he's commonly known as Goose. And so if you want to go back to episode one, we, we can hopefully that link can show up there in the chat. Thank you, Bruce, in the background. I forgot to prep you about that. My fault. But now there's an opportunity for you to go back and, and kind of listen from, from his perspective uh, about that. 
Uh, and, and so that was more of a one-on-one conversation. And now we're we're bringing in here the top dog, the lead pastor, the the influencer of, of the church, and we want to drill into some topics. Well, what's funny is just even last week uh, on another show that I was doing in the metaverse or in uh, the hub here, we had um, Jason on for a completely different topic. It was more about discipling and multiplying the church into it. It was much more honing in that disciple-making and releasing part of the conversation as opposed to the actual metaverse, the technology side of it. So and uh, thank you, Bruce, for throwing the chat in uh, that link in there. So you can engage into that conversation. So we're building out this, this really interesting story where we're talking about what Cornerstone VR is doing in context of their, their metaverse. And so now we've got Jason in here, and we get to talk about the technology aspect. So here, this is question number one. Hey, Jason, you do physical and digital. You are physical and, and virtual. You do both. Are you crazy? What, <laughs> where, where did this come from? Like, why? Certifiably crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely on the crazy spectrum. Uh, and you have to be. I mean, I'm kind of an early tech adopter, uh, entrepreneurial spirit, and, uh, and and church planting too. So that's what we're doing. And uh, yeah, those all have one thing in common. They're a little bit on the crazy side. Like to, we like to take risks, albeit calculated risks. So there is some calculation to it, but definitely just jump in the deep end. And so that, that's what we did with the metaverse. We just jumped in the deep end and went for it. So yeah, a little bit crazy, a little bit crazy. Well, and knowing's half the battle. So, congratulations! You yeah. you've taken that first step. That that that's beautiful. What is so? Help us here. Let's let's back up a little bit. Somebody out there is the first time watching. What is a metaverse church? What does this even mean? What does it mean to be a church in the metaverse? It's, it's such a huge question. Actually, uh, an article I just read by Matthew Ball. I don't know if you've ever read his, some of his stuff. He's got some good good material on the, on virtual reality. That some of his stuff is so good at describing the metaverse because it's a little bit at this point indescribable, right? It's the metaverse is not just, uh, you know, virtual reality. Virtual reality enhances it. You know, you've probably heard people talk about Web3. Basically, the metaverse is taking everything we do digitally and kind of bringing it into an immersive experience. And so that's kind of the metaverse. And so church is, uh, you know, we basically plant churches in that space, in that immersive environment where people are, you know, doing their lives, doing part of their lives there. So yeah, the Metaverse Church is just, we're a community of, of, of people who gather around the teaching of the word, worship, prayer, fellowship, uh, discipleship, evangelism, uh, all of it. So we do it in the Metaverse space. And so yeah, Metaverse is, it's a big, it will, it'll become clear, obviously in 19, you know, 85, 1990, whenever, you know, when people were talking about the internet, right, we had no idea what to expect. And so to some degree, we're sitting on that at that point with the metaverse. Yeah. Warren Bird, 1991, first coined the phrase metaverse church. Uh, he told me and he sent me the reference from 1991. So dude was wow. thinking that way. Like, That's I don't impressive. <laughs> I didn't want to tell Warren Bird this, but man, I was like, I was, I think I was in eighth grade, dude. I, I, like I was... <laughs> I, I was just a, a wee lad at that point. I had lots of hair. And so, but the reality is, is that we're using goggles like these to, to connect with people in, in the virtual reality part of the metaverse. And, and we're finding people that are connecting into community in, in these spaces. Now, a lot of these tools, the, 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 uh, the virtual reality, the augmented reality, the, the blockchain, the, uh, you know, even the crypto, these are used in in communication methods, you know, typically like Web 2.0 was all about communicating with with people, social media coming along and, and how to engage with with that conversation, even at an individual level. What I think we're finding here with Web 3 is we're creating a, uh, a set of tools that are going to create, to Jason's point earlier, a far more immersive experience that's creating opportunities to even engage in community in a different way than than what we were even able to do with with social media with, with yeah. 2.0 yeah. like like in in many ways the immersive experience actually leans far more closely to a physical ecclesiology of a church than than what digital did like like this is almost an well, well you know we'll get into that a little bit hey let me ask this question uh, by the way, I'm, I'm kind of like uh, snarky today, and so uh, I apologize uh, for that up front, uh, Jason. All right, so uh, who's more friendly, physical people or metaverse people? 
Good question. Uh, yeah, not a snarky question at all. You've had your coffee today, man. Yeah. Let's see. Um, I would I would say, I mean, they're both. They're both friendly. I think the metaverse group is definitely uh, more engaged in ongoing conversation. They're, they want to stick around. They want to talk longer. Uh, so both both are very friendly. Are, are my in real life church, my physical church, whatever you want to call it, that uh, they definitely are super friendly, wonderful group. But the busyness of life, sometimes we, you know, have the service and we get out, you know, we have some conversations, but not that many stick around for an hour afterwards. Where in the metaverse church, man, that that's that happens with with regularity. So it's just a maybe a little more robust conversationalists, perhaps uh, you'd find in the metaverse. That may be the difference, but they're both friendly. Yeah. You, you had told me before that the average, I'm not putting your words in your mouth, so yeah. fix this, but the average age of the person at Yuba City campus, 50, 55? Is that what I'm remembering? I'd say right? when I got here, it was definitely, it felt like, it, it felt like more than half were over 50. Uh, it's changed since then over the past four years, gotten a little younger. But yeah, it's definitely a little bit on the uh, older end. I guess you and I are, and now we're starting to talk about some ages here. Uh, we're on the, yeah, we're on the older end. Uh, but in the metaverse, yeah, it's definitely trends uh, quite a bit younger. So yeah, you're you're not going to see me on TikTok. Let's just say it that way <laughs> and and move on. The image. So yeah. man, and and I, I've had this conversation with you so many times, and I just I, I love this. You you first heard the word like virtual reality, metaverse church, like in 2019. Mm -hmm. Like this is pre-COVID. 2019. Kind of right? tell yeah. the story yeah. here a little bit about how you ended up being a physical church, small church, to even launching in and, and doing this metaverse thing in, in 2020. Tell me the story. Yeah. So some of our DNA as a church, and I know a lot of churches have the, these similar kinds of DNA, uh, you know, faith, not fear. We just wanted to be really focused on taking risks for Jesus, for the mission, but calculated risks. So we were really already had that kind of in our DNA and our ethos in the, in the community here in the IRL church. And, and also just mission, not maintenance. We wanted to be on mission. We wanted to make sure we didn't get sucked in just to the, the rote, rigor morale mentality of just doing church Sunday to Sunday, but thinking about how can we reach more unchurched people? I know a lot of churches have that vision and we definitely do. And so in 2019, uh, I, th I think I read an article in Christianity Today, DJ Soto, one of our friends was in that article uh, about doing Metaverse Church, uh, VR Church. And I, the first time I'd heard of it and I was, this is crazy. I always have been, have been interested in VR technology. It's been around since we were wee lads. I mean, it just never really took off, right? It just never got to that level of critical mass adoption. And so I, I it kind of went underground, didn't know anything about it. And so when I saw, and I love the church and I saw this guy doing church with VR technology and I began really thinking about it at first thought completely crazy that this is, this is nuts. And then I started praying and thinking about it and, uh, we already had, I think, by that time, a PlayStation VR, my kids and, and I. So we played that a lot. I thought, well, I can see how this would work. So we ended up getting a Quest a headset from uh, Oculus or Meta. And, and then I went and visited uh, DJ's church. And I was like, this is, this is really awesome, the community that, that was there. And so uh, from there, yeah, we, uh, by late 2019, we already had a team established here at the church. A couple of guys that already had VR headsets. Uh, a couple adults, a couple, couple teens. One of them was my son. He was super excited about this. And we began to play around with uh, Microsoft's Altspace platform and build, construct some stuff and kind of just mess around, learn all the, the features of it and started to talk to people in the metaverse in that platform, um, learning a lot about the culture there just by talking. And uh, really, we're setting to launch a, a, a service there. A campus. Uh, this is before the pandemic. We were hoping to do it the beginning of 2019. Got delayed a little bit, and then the pandemic hit. Once that hit, it was like, let's just do this. Let's just jump in. So in, in uh, April 2020, we we launched our first service, and I've uh, been doing it for two years. So yeah. Wow. And so it was. It was funny how God was even leading you in in the COVID right before COVID hit. Yeah, before COVID. Toward, yeah. Towards that towards that path to to yeah. get there. Um, what is the Worst mistake, what's the craziest thing that has happened to you in, in maybe in those earliest months of, of doing this, this VR campus? What's the, what's the gotcha? What's the oh no? What's the, what are we doing? Like, like let's open up here, man. T tell me a story. Yeah, I mean, there haven't been like crazy things. That, oh, you're like, copping out already. I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of somewhere the world blew up on us. Um, no, I mean, there's definitely been situations that have happened that have been unique. 
like trolls. I mean, you have trolls. Everyone knows trolls. If you've ever been on a YouTube uh, comment section or Facebook, you know, there's people out there that just love stirring up trouble just because they, they're just provocateurs. They love it. It's fun. It gets their adrenaline going, I guess. And so you have that in, in VR church as well. And so um, I think we've handled those pretty well, but there've been times where, you know, the moderating tools, you know, you can kick people pretty quick and maybe I've uh, we, we've accidentally kicked people we didn't mean to. And that feels bad because you wouldn't do that at a physical church, right? Just like, and some people, we do warn them and we're like, Hey, you know, we give much grace. Jesus loves trolls, but at some point, you can't keep disrupting the sermon or the worship. And so we do have to say, hey, we got to we got to let you go out of this uh, event today. So we kick them out of the event. But there's been uh, a couple of times in the very early days. I think we didn't know what we were doing. And I think I might have kicked some people and I didn't mean to. And so imagine you sitting there worshiping. Next thing you know, you're kicked out of it. You know, so that was a little bit odd. But you once you learn, you don't do that very often. You do that a couple of times. You realize I got to figure this out. And it's not that complicated to figure out, and especially if you have a team, you got a moderator who knows exactly how to do stuff, but uh, there hasn't been like crazy. Uh, it, it's gone. I guess it really has gone surprisingly well. Our church here has adopted it and, and love uh, our, our physical church loves what's going on in the metaverse. We talk about frequently. So I thought that might be a blow up because uh, that would be for some people here listening. Maybe that's what they're concerned about is, is how their people uh, physically in their city at their local church is going to appreciate and appropriate a VR expression that could blow up a church. I suppose uh, I was kind of wondering if that would happen. It didn't. So that would have been one of the big mistakes, uh, not mistake to do it, but just like a, a thing that you're like, wow, how do I navigate this? Um, so I'm just very thankful that didn't happen. Um, but really there haven't been, you know, a lot of crazy, crazy situations, but it's been really surprisingly when people, you know, we're doing all these podcasts and conferences and all these things to help people think about it. And it's surprisingly a lot e more easy to accomplish than I, I thought. You know, church planning already gives you gives people a little bit of pause, right? You're like, oh man, I could never do that. That sounds too. Oh man, think of all the money you have to raise in the team, and it seems stressful. Um, and I, I honestly, the metaverse plant, it I thought it would be to that level of stress, and it's been just dramatically. I mean, not, I've not planned a church. Uh, but I've got plenty of church planter friends. I mean, I plan a metaverse church, but a physical church. And they tell me how stressful it is and how, and how sometimes a lot of them don't survive. And the metaverse church is just, it, it's just a lot easier to gather people. They're already there on those platforms for the, they're seeking. They want to socialize. They want to connect with people. They want to, they're asking good questions, deep questions, hard questions, but I love that interchange. So they're already there. If you just create a space and you don't have to create it, it's already created for you. These, these platforms already have these rooms. And if you just have an event and you say, I'm here and you show up, it'd be much like, you know, you've heard of people trying to like go to a coffee shop and have a little sign on the back of their, their Mac MacBook, And it says, Hey, you have any questions about, you know, God or whatever. And hoping that somebody's, well, you hear the stories that there's really cool things that do happen. Sometimes somebody stops going through, they're going through a tough time and they say, Hey, tell me. But most of the time, they don't get anybody to talk to them, right? Because that's just difficult in, in the physical world. In the metaverse world, you're literally doing that. You're literally putting up a sign on the event space saying, hey, we're a church. We'd love to have you come. And people will come. And if you're there, you'll start having conversations and people get saved. And before you know it, you're discipling them and you're multiplying campus, your, your churches because it, people, it, it, the harvest is plentiful in the metaverse, the labors are few because people are afraid of it, but they don't understand it. But it's, it's not it's not that challenging, really. I mean, yeah, I, I may I, I don't want to oversell it. There are challenges just like in any ministry because people were all a mess. And so it can be tough sometimes. But um, overall, just in terms of starting a church, uh, it, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty, at least my experience has been that. So I don't know if that doesn't really answer. I wish I give you some more like nitty gritty failures, but, uh, and I, I fail a lot in a lot of ways in my life, but the metaverse has gone surprisingly well. I've got a good team. I know Nicole is watching. She's our director of operations. She has done so much to uh, make this work. So you, if you have good people with you, uh, it'll go really well. Notice he didn't mention Nicole's last name on the broadcast for fear. Cause I don't want anybody to steal her. Exactly. I, well, I know how the show goes. It's, that's, <laughs> that's very well, well done there. So, and, and there's so much, truth to this as we're really looking at these virtual reality realms as community and, and this is the difference as we're looking really into these web three areas in web two in mobile app and social media 
there is a community aspect to it, but oftentimes it's it's forced or the community is lost because of the social media noise of just yelling back and forth or battling the Facebook algorithm or the YouTube algorithm. And, and like there's, there's um, uh, YouTube, I'm in Instagram, but you know what I'm saying. There's so much uh, challenge towards really getting in front of people with that community. Whereas with this, with the, so with the, uh, the web three, especially with these virtual reality platforms like alt VR, like rec room, like VR chat, um, even Facebook horizons at some level. Now you're seeing community happening, relationships happening, where you're actually able to dialogue with people uh, virtually face-to-face, avatar-to-avatar, which, which really gets me to this next question here. Um, does, um, did, I, did I ask that? I don't think I did. Does the Metaverse Church, does this replace the physical campus? Is there a competition? Do you see one siphoning from, from the other? You've been doing this for, for two years plus now. What what does that relationship look like between the two? Yeah, no, good question. I think that maybe where some of the fear that people have, I mean, there's some discussion that people have about metaverse, but I honestly think it comes down really, as much as we like to talk about theology and philosophy and stuff like that, I think it comes down to that fear. Is this going to, is this going to mess with the physical church? And I don't know what the future holds. I have no idea, but I know from my experience, it hasn't. Uh, we've tapped into a whole new group of people, mostly unchurched people already that tell us, and i got stories to back it up, that they would say we would never have gone to a physical church. They just, I don't know, they just have a, a memified version of it, you know, all the things that they hear about the church or maybe whatever, friends that have had bad experiences, and so they never would go. And so... Um, it's not like live stream. So I think some of the, the, the debate with live stream, a lot of churches like, oh, no, most of our a lot of our people are watching the live stream, not coming back to physical church. And so I guess in some degree, live stream versus physical church could be seen as a competitor by some churches and pastors. I get that. Metaverse is different at this stage in the game. Again, I don't know what the future holds, but it's really a very different group. There are people who in their locations um, ha have gone to a church. Maybe they're de-churched. Or maybe they go to, we have several people that go to church somewhere locally, but they also come to the VR church and we're, we're fine with that. And, and hopefully their pastors are fine with that too. Uh, we want them to serve there. And if they want to serve here too, great. Cause they see that maybe they have giftings that can really serve the metaverse church in, in greater ways. And maybe their gifts even serve the local church. Now they still serve in the local church. So we have that. We also really want to um, partner with local churches too. Uh, in fact, um, I'll tell a story about Stuart here in a moment, but uh, we helped Stuart, who's one of our uh, one of our staff members now, and he got he got saved, been discipled, is discipling others, planted in one of our campuses, uh, and and you know we he was interested in a local expression because I think the physical church shouldn't be replaced. I mean, something very important about being able to obviously be in the presence physically, give somebody a hug; those are great things. To be in the location of that particular area. I think, uh, you know, you can go over to your house and minister to you and your time. You know, there's things you can do in the metaverse, too. You can still have those conversations. But I do think there's something great about the physicals. Well, that's why we're a hybrid church. We believe in both. And so, Stuart, we helped him find a church that we trusted in his state where he lives, the whole country away from us, right, over in North Carolina. And so he serves on staff with us here and and, and his his uh, pastors and elders at the church there. They love it. They, they, he's doing a great job helping them there. And he's uh, being deployed almost like a missionary from that church to help us. So it's kind of neat to see the symbiotic partnership uh, that we're kind of bringing in people that were unchurched. They're seeing the beauty of the church in the metaverse. They're being discipled. And then some of them are starting to say, hey, I, I think I might try a physical church, even though five years ago, two years ago, I would never have walked into a physical church. So I think we're actually creating some healthy, helpful things for local churches. So right now they're saying metaverse is going to steal our people. And I'm like, actually, we might be a tool that God is using to help grow the physical local expressions of churches because these young people, they wouldn't go to your church otherwise, just because of all the, the negative stuff they have in their head about church. But they've experienced in the metaverse, then they're like, hey, maybe it's not so bad. Maybe I can go to a physical church. So I think it's a really helpful hand in glove kind of relationship, personally. Yeah, that's 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 interesting because you're you're starting to really describe almost like a, a working together, hand in hand, as opposed to 
like a, a, a virtual reality only expression. Now, right. oh, by the by the way, if there's questions, throw them in chat. Like yeah. I, I didn't say that earlier. We'd love to. We'll we'll do a Q and A and, and stuff throughout that. So throw the questions in. But specifically with this uh, connection, like is are are you comfortable with a if people do want to stay virtual only? Uh, is are you obviously you're comfortable handing off in in, in helping people find physical? Um, I I know, and one of the things I wanted to talk about, like you did a meetup with the virtual reality yeah. coming to the physical yeah, campus. Awesome. So like, talk to me about what that specifically, a little more, what the role of physical is or what it should be yeah. in, in context, even with what you're doing in, in the metaverse. Yeah, so to the first question there is, do we, you know, people want to stay virtual? Um, we, we, you know, understand there's a, a level, I mean, it's an individual exp experience with the spirit of God. I mean, Romans 14, like if a, if a person stands with the, with their, you know, according to their, their master, they will stand or fall. And if their Lord is the master, then they will stand. And so we're very careful not to like begin to be judgmental and, uh, and, and say, you must go to a local church. We do highlight that and say, that's, that's something that's great when we have individual conversations, but if somebody currently wants to stay virtual, um, we believe that um, this is a legitimate expression of church. And they're getting all the necessary requirements that all the food and nourishment that God wants to give to his people and requires of us to partake in. You can have that in the virtual space. I believe that um, again is the physical environment. Is it superior in some way? I, I think because of that physical touch, those hugs, I mean, that, that is something special and I think it can be very helpful. And so I don't want to say, you know, uh, that, virtual i i think they both are full expressions of the church but i do think physical provides a little bit more uh extra if you will and so yeah why would i not want you to experience that but if you want to stay virtual for whatever there's all kinds of reasons there's physical limitations we got a a guy who's 60 serves on this on this on the volunteer team the dream team and he is homebound i mean he is really in a bad way physically but he does so much in the metaverse and uh he's actually here locally but he can't come to our physical church at all no this kidding. situation and so you also got people that are uh we've got uh, it's surprising the proportion of people that you meet in the metaverse who are on the autistic spectrum more so than you would meet in the, in the physical realm and the reason i found out as i've talked to each one of these is it's hard for them harder for them in the physical set because there's so many um details social cues, facial, all that stuff that comes into play that overwhelms them. And they, they just, the anxiety is too, too thick. So they stay home. In the metaverse, you don't have as many of those things. And some would say, well, that's a negative. In this case, it's a positive. So we've got people that can come that social people, social anxiety, like debilitating anxieties. Uh, they feel more comfortable coming to the metaverse. Um, it, it, there's just, the, the, the list is endless. I mean, obviously we've uh, encountered people from closed countries. People from Saudi Arabia have visited our church. A uh, man from Estonia, the only churches around, uh, we, there's no like gospel center church anywhere near him. And so what do you do with somebody like that? Well, the metaverse is, I think, God's gift to situations like that. So wow. by no means would I say the virtual is somehow sub subpar, like you can't experience the fullness of the church. In the, you can. I, I believe that. Now, I, I know there's the, the people disagree, but that's my that's my view. So, but yeah, we've had uh, we have a lot of connectivity together. Uh, the the metaverse church and the physical church they're con they're on the same sort of uh, Facebook groups, Discord. A lot of them are together. They're praying for one another. We share those requests at all the services, um, so they even know some names of each other. And this would be much like having multiple multi-site campuses. You don't know Susie from the campus in in Tampa, but you, you know, right. But you can pray for Susie cause she's part of, of your, of your, your community. And so we've also had them fly out. Um, probably seven or eight of them came to our VR family reunion. So they came out last year, spent the weekend together, went to San Francisco, hung out there. Then we worshiped together in the physical church. I mean, we had, it was, it was an awesome time. Um, some of our folks, the physical church housed people. So they got to really know some of these guys and gals. And so that was pretty special too. So, Physical is important. Uh, I do think there's some superior benefits to the physical, but the virtual essentially provides everything that a church is, is meant to provide in the New Testament. 
That's beautiful. Uh, I want to I want I'm going to dig a, a little deeper here because, yeah. you know, a lot a lot of the challenges I hear. OK. Hey, Jeff. Um, yeah. But churches are about discipleships. They're they're disciple making. They're about relationships. You're looking for authentic communities. You people are walking around in goggles. There's nothing authentic. You're not even seeing the face. You're seeing cartoons. You don't even know the names of the people you're talking with. They're there. There's nothing authentic. This is this is a fraud. This is fake. Um, how do you how do you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, on the initial when you first think about it, yes, you're going to say this is anonymous. This is this is like people are creeping around and, and they're they're not sharing who they are and stuff like that. And I'm sure and there are people that do that just like in real life. Right. Right. In the physical realm, there are people that that uh, put on a facade or a con. Right. And they aren't who they really are They're They have nefarious purposes. Right. And what they do. So that happens in the metaverse, just like it happened. I mean, humans, wherever they go, they're bringing uh, problems with them. But as a general rule, the majority of people in physical life and a metaverse are there. They're, we're, we're seeking the things that God has wired us to seek. They're seeking true community. They're seeking relationship, seeking truth. And, and so what we find is uh, initially there is an anonymity, right? When you have a different avatar. But again, if you go to a, a new church and you've never, never met anybody there and you say, hi, I'm Jeff. Well, okay. That is your given name on a birth certificate legalized by the state of Florida, wherever you were born. And, uh, but what's in a name? I mean, if I've got an avatar that's Pastor J. Poe, my real name's Jason. J. Poe is my avatar name. That's, that's still my identifier, right? It still is who I am and who I identify with. Now, you can say some people switch names all the time. That is actually surprisingly less common than you would imagine. There are mm -hmm. people that do that, but most people keep the same name, the same avatar look, and uh, because they want to be known. People want to know and be known. And, and so, yes, when you first meet somebody, do you know where they live? Do you know their, their, their birth certificate name? Do you know all these no, but who does that with any physical person that you meet? But then as you begin to relate with them, you know, and if you're a, a person of understanding who isn't just trying to like assume so much about the metaverse and assume so much about the avatar approach where you're not willing to even engage the person. Yeah, you're not going to draw out the depths of the heart. A man of understanding draws out the mysterious depths of the heart, the proverb says. And we know Jesus says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as you hear these, these souls speak, you hear a ton about their heart, who they are, what motivates, what drives them. And you learn their name. Obviously, as they begin to trust you, you learn where they live, all that stuff. And then when they get saved and begin to be discipled, you really learn the depths. In fact, I'm surprised at how quickly you learn the depths of people in the metaverse more quickly than you ever do in the physical realm. I've been a pastor for 15 years, and I've definitely, it's, it's amazing how quickly within one conversation, within minutes, people will bear their soul. Yeah. And I think they're hurting. They want hope. They want help. And the metaverse provides a degree of initial safety and anonymity. Um, and then it just, then you're off to the races. Once you realize, hey, this is a soul. This is a human being made in the image of God. Yes, this is an avatar, whatever. Get past that. And then you start ministering to them. Man, think, amazing, radical life change things happen. So, yeah, that, that, the whole goggle thing. Okay, whatever. Maybe it's weird. Maybe it looks, you know, in, in 30 years, it won't be weird. But right now, yeah, okay. It's, it's definitely like it feels dystopian or something. And there will be negatives. There always will be. And everything we do, humankind, we created cities, right? And if you look at a city, if you stand, if you've ever been in Manhattan, downtown Manhattan, it's all man-made. Now you might say, okay, it's it's fundamentally made of things that God created, like carbon and quarks, but uh, in the digital realm, aren't bits and binaries and all these, aren't these also real things? They're actually a part of the entire universe that God has created. And so if you create a city, it's got a lot of nasty in it. If you've, been, if you've been to a big city, but there's also a lot of good that can come from it. And we're creative entities. God made us to be like him. So we're always creating. So creating the metaverse is not some like horrible conspiracy theory, evil, you know, uh, the, 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 the Antichrist is coming. Well, yes, A, the Antichrist is coming. B, he will probably use the metaverse and he will also use cities and every, everything. You know, he will use all kinds of technology. Does that mean that we shouldn't still create and, and inhabit these spaces? 
like cities and metaverse cities and continents to reach people. It's all about the motivation to me. And, and so I think you can use tools. I went on a rant there because, you know, we get a lot of feedback. People are like, it's evil. It's horrible. And I'm like, man, I just wish they would go and experience it and talk to Joe from, you know, right. Saudi Arabia. Joe from Saudi Arabia. That doesn't sound right. Joe. From, <laughs> I don't know many Joes in, in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Probably not. But well, well, well played. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there. So, I mean, really what, what you're pulling the thread on is this idea of the metaverse mission field where, yeah, okay, look, the, the harvests are plentiful, the workers are few, and, and the opportunity to connect with people, to dialogue with them, to share them with Jesus. Like, that should not be a question. Yeah. We should not be asking, is it okay for me to go share Jesus in the metaverse mission field? The answer is yes, and we'll, we'll continue to, in future conversations, highlight that metaverse mission field. You turn the corner, is it okay to do a church? Is the ecclesiology... In, in place to do something like this? Uh, does theology line up? Like people are so quick to want to have that conversation. And, and what's funny is when I talk with, with biblical scholars and I ask them, hey, what's, what's the ecclesiology of, of the metaverse? You know what I'm told? Ask me again in 20 years. It's going to take a little while to get, get all that, that figured out. I'm like, but that, I, we, got, we got to go now. Like this isn't I'm going to wait 20 years for you to tell me whether it's right or wrong. I'm, I'm going to go in the space. I'm going to talk with people about Jesus. I'm going to celebrate guys like Jason Poling that are being the church in these metaverse spaces, whether or not the, the, the book guys tell me it's okay, the scholars tell me it's okay. Eventually, we'll get this thing figured out. But if it's going to take, really, and, and the holdup is, what is this technology culturally going to open up? As, as we get more into... Uh, away from just virtual reality into, I'm not wearing my glasses anymore, but the, the augmented and, and, and the mixed reality. Well, shoot, like I was having a conversation yesterday with a pastor, and, and he's like, well, I really, I really have a concern about the, the, the like being with someone in the body, like having that, that intimate relationship, and, and virtual reality just doesn't give me that. And I was like, you're right, but the stuff that Apple's working on where you can put on your pair of Apple glasses and FaceTime with someone at Starbucks and dude sitting in the chair right across from you. Uh, and, you and you're looking at hologram person having a face-to-face -face conversation. That body issue because you are not, it's starting to go away. And, and so the, the, as quick as we want to say, man, the, 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 the ecclesiology is, is the reason why we shouldn't go in there. I don't want to say set that aside, but that's not the conversation for today. The conversation yeah. for today is, who are the people in these spaces that need Jesus, and how can we reach them? Whether it's in, in a missionary tactic that's connecting to other churches, whether that's creating experimental, bleeding-edge concept churches to see what's working in those spaces and engaging with those pioneering leaders that are doing it. That's why I love Jason so much. And as a, as a small church, you know, historically, uh, man, like, uh, you wouldn't think of what? What do you guys? Two hundred and fifty? Three fifty? Yeah, uh, yeah, Something, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, in the roadmap of churches that I would think, hey, these guys are going to be in the metaverse. I, I mean, I'm thinking more life churches than I am, you know, two uh, two hundred and fifty. Uh, and so to champion to run into that is awesome. Yeah. I just got on my platform, so I apologize for that. Yeah. If you've got questions, throw throw them in the chat. But what what I really want to hear here, Jason, um, man, give me some stories. Give me yeah, some stories yeah. of the people that you're meeting here on this metaverse mission field. Always got to share the story. Um, and, and I don't think she'd mind. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, Alice, I think she's, I'll just say, yeah. So she, she's in the UK, um, mid, mid 20 or young twenties. And, um, oh man, this is a great story. So she, she came, um, almost when we first started and, uh, we found out later she came to troll us cause she was a metaverse denizen, right? She's a citizen there. And she, she just, you know, oh, a church, this is weird. And so she popped in and just to kind of check it out, but she said she was going to come and kind of just troll us. And she just said later, she, she met with such friendliness and care. And we just said, Hey, we're, we're, we're glad you're here. And she's actually, she was a Satanist and that was, and she came in with the name, uh, uh, future queen of hell or something like that was her avatar. I mean, she came in probably to just kind of pro provoke us a little bit and see what we would do. And we said, Hey, 
we, we, we don't want you to be that. We, we hope you'll be, the, you know, a, a daughter of the king and, and a princess of heaven. But uh, we, 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 we're glad to meet you. Uh, we're glad to befriend you. Uh, we love you because Jesus loves you. And, you know, so she started coming regularly, probably just to kind of sniff us out. Like, is this real? Are these people fake? And uh, over the course of the last year and a half, two years, she just became such a part of our community. She prayed to receive Christ uh, about three, well, probably more, maybe five months now. And uh, she helped us build our newest campus because she's a, a designer and uh, she's an artist and all this stuff. Did a great job with that. And um, it is, she's now part of our dream team, volunteer team. Uh, I've, I've, she's, I've, I, when she prayed to receive Christ, it was one of, and I'm not, you know, exaggerating this. I really am not one of the most beautiful prayers. It's like she had really had processed through over a year and a half, what we we're really saying. And not just, it wasn't just a felt need, immediate kind of like, I need Jesus, help me. It was like, I need to really think through this because all of her family are neo-pagans. She has no Christians in her lineage. She's mm. a Satanist. And she just was so oh, 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 overwhelmed by Christ and by the gospel and by his love and by his people that she prayed to receive Christ. And when she prayed, it was like, it's like I think she gets this. There was no like, oh, I hope, I, I think they get this. I'm, you know. You know, you've had those times where you led somebody to Christ and you're like, I think they get this. You know, right now we're just going to trust the Lord's got them. With with her, it was like, oh my, she has been paying attention and thinking through this and processing with God. So that's been a really, and she's been being discipled. Um, in fact, Nicole has discipled her. Um, so again, I'm not going to, there's a multifaceted ability of Nicole who shall remain nameless. But, uh, but anyway, it, that's just a great story. Stuart's another awesome story. You've met Stuart. An angel, another great story there. Uh, Stuart um, was unchurched. I mean, I think he grew up in the church, if I remember right, but he'd been away from the church for a long time. And he prayed to receive Christ uh, probably about a year, a year and a half ago, and uh, or maybe two years. And um, so I discipled him. And then he brought his friend Tyler, and somebody will have to meet Tyler, who was unchurched. And uh, Stuart and I had the opportunity to lead Tyler to the Lord. And then wow. Stuart and I discipled Tyler and then Stuart and Tyler uh, basically run uh, Stuart built. And then he and Tyler are sort of overseeing the um, VR chat campus. And because they were, they are like, you know, natives of that, of that whole tribe. They understand how it works. They understand the people there and they have a heart for those lost people. And so that's been really cool. Um, man, to hear Tyler's testimony, you got to hear it, man. It just moved you to tears. Um, but both those guys, uh, they've, we've seen like five or six people in the, just in the last, it was like a little mini revival in the last month come to Christ through their ministry and they're discipling those guys or passing them off to another discipler. Um, man, I mean, just crazy. Like, uh, that, that VR chat campus is exploding. And I think large part because of their relational engagement and it's not my preaching. I mean, I preach the word of God. So the word of God is powerful, but I'm not, I'm no big time speaker. And so it, I think it's their relational, they know the people, they care for the people, and they're discipling the people. Um, and th these are guys that never would have come to my, my physical church here or any, they, they just, it's crazy. And, and so God is doing great work there through these guys. So plenty of stories like that. I just, man, could go on forever. Love it. And, and yeah. really, I mean, those, uh, Stuart, uh, Alice, um, you know, Nicole has, has just been incredible yeah. seeing how things have, have developed with that. But, but really, I mean, and even Angel, which you didn't talk about, but yeah. you're seeing a different type of, of person stepping up and, and leading these campuses. It's different than what happens, you know, in, in, in the physical space. Uh, and, and you're seeing much more relational, much more networker, like e even the, yeah. the Stuart Tyler relationship where, where a tag team, you and Stuart brought, Tyler to Christ, and now Tyler is is on mission within the metaverse, within a very challenging platform called yeah. VR Chat, which is equivalent of the I would suggest the red light district, where there's a lot of um, uh, pervasive. It's basically there's no parental control, so everything goes. And, and just as a result, yeah, hey, we're going to go be the light of Christ in the dark areas, the dark spaces of of the metaverse and so what what an incredible challenge for a couple young men who are out there um you know praying up jesus and and, and yeah. putting on that armor 
and, and going out. So super excited to see what yeah, you're and just so you know, Pastor Goose and I, we, we help, you know, we kind of make sure because they're new guys, we want to make sure they're protected, they, they keep each other accountable. We also disciple them. Goose is always there in the metaverse. Uh, I am preaching there. So there's a lot of oversight there, but but it is like a little pocket of light in this massively dark place, this little church. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. And you're starting to get the taste for what it means to plant a church in the metaverse, because these areas are like cities in, yeah. um, in the metaverse, in virtual reality. They have personalities, they have strengths, they have weaknesses, and they've got an opportunity to connect. And yeah. so love, love what you're doing there. Hey, we got a question. And if there's more questions, feel free to send them in. What does your milestone goal look like? Uh, Post-COVID, uh, many churches are reassessing their goals. How has post-COVID, in quotes, kind of reassessed or caused you to um, change your goals? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I still get hung up on, you know, the, the, the attendance stuff. And we all have over the years. And the, the physical church definitely kind of was, you know, rolling for a while there pretty, pretty okay. And uh, I know the overall statistics have gone down in the West, um, but our church was growing over the last uh, before, you know, I was only there two years before COVID hit, but it was starting to grow. And uh, that was pretty, pretty encouraging. So I think with, with uh, post COVID realities, you know, we've kind of flatlined physically our metaverse church is growing. Um, but I, I really, I'm trying to process through not thinking about those things and, and trying my hardest to try to think about what, what church will look like now post COVID and, and thinking more about, um, you know, micro churches, uh, planting small communities, um, even doing reverse planting from the metaverse, like uh, folks that are in the metaverse say, Hey, wherever you live, you're living Tulsa, where I don't even know whatever city you live in, you live in Seattle, you know, uh, I'm sure you got some friends there in the physical realm that aren't church. Why don't you bring them, you know, over to your, your apartment, and uh, invite them to the service, but like, you all know, have, and maybe they're probably your friends are techie too, but even if they're not, maybe you have a, well, maybe even fun, some VR headsets, and then you can bring them in, have some fellowships some snacks, you know, just like a Sunday morning kind of thing, and then put on the headset, worship together and here. And, but you're, but you're, you're, you're experiencing both. You're experiencing the metaverse church as a platform for the, for the inviting of your friends to in your physical space, but you're also now creating a little micro church expression and then hopefully as we go forward, you know, we can keep, keep discipling those, those folks and, and, and they maybe become, uh, maybe they become a pastor, maybe they come or at least a director. I don't know. Um, so kind of a reverse uh, micro church planting from the metaverse where it seems like more and more millions are congregating. And in 10, 20 years, it will be a lot of people that maybe don't have any connection to the physical church, but are on a metaverse. And then we can kind of start planting instead of worrying about the rat race of, of man, how many, how many butts in the seat do I have? And, you know, it's just, it, it it's, it's a head game for a lot of pastors and it just, it's, it, it's a energy sapper. And I, and, and right now our churches, all of our churches are fixated on that as a metric of health and yes, healthy things grow, but sometimes there's seasons and context when the whole cultural experience is something's off, like something's going down. And so, you know, like, I don't know, we're all going to be really perpetually depressed if we're all like, we, we got to keep having 10% growth year over year. I don't know if we're in a cultural climate now where that's even going to be, there's, there's going to be the big churches that just, I don't know how they do it, but, uh, but there's a lot of churches are just going to be like, man, we're not, we're not numerically growing. And I don't know if we could figure out how to reframe that, reshape it for all of our parishioners and all the leaders to say, yeah, maybe we don't look at that. Maybe we look at, are we discipling and multiple? I mean, it sounds silly to say that because that, that is the metric that we should be always looking at. Are we, are we multiplying these communities? Even if there's only three in Seattle or five in Tulsa, right? In their apartment, like if they're discipling each other and they're growing and they're, they're sharing their faith and yeah, I don't know. That's my, my current milestone is, is, is micro church planting um, metaverse re reverse engineered planting, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I love the idea of a micro church strategy done in virtual reality yeah. uh, because it leans so strong towards multiplication. You know, and, and I, I, Jason, I, I mean, I look at you as a guy that's multiplied three or four times. Like you've got the physical campus, you're doing some stuff digital. I don't know the level of complexity of actually calling that a church, but 
what you're doing in alt VR, what you're doing in uh, in VR chat, what you're launching into in in rec room. Like, I see those as multiplying churches. I think that Cornerstone VR is or Cornerstone Church is actually not that far away from being a network of churches. Yes, there's shared assets in in between, but there's opportunities for contextualization. What you're doing in the physical space is completely different than what you're doing in, in VR. And then even in the context of all the VRs, how you're running, uh, what you'll run in Rec Room, which is more towards yeah. kids and students, totally is different. different than, yeah. than what you're doing in, in VR chat. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. I had another follow-up question from, yeah. from the audience. What does this look like in three to five years? Where are you going? Yeah, good question. I, and I think uh, just continue to multiply, like Jeff just said, and of course that reverse concept of, so that's why we really want to stay hybrid. Um, uh, your words, fidgetal, I think, but you know, really, I, I don't want to become a virtual only church and neither do I want to become an IRL only church. I think the two go hand in hand. I think they work well together. Right now we're working through, everyone's working through how they work together. Do they work together? I think they do. I've seen it. And I think it will just keep multiplying churches Um you know, in in the metaverse because there's so many platforms. So basically, again, to reiterate what Jeff said, what you said, Jeff, the the metaverse is like a, a world, and then there's all these continents or these platforms, and inside these continents are, are tribes, new tribes that we're trying to reach with different cultural DNA. And so we would just like to keep expanding into those tribes, into those continents, planting new churches, uh, developing that network or whatever it may look like, and then doing that reverse engineering, reverse planting, so that you're also being that fidgetal, that sort of hybrid into the physical space. So if we keep doing that, um, I think I'll feel like, hey, I think I think we're we're doing what Jesus said. I think we're not perfectly, and a lot of mistakes along the way. But I think overall, I think He's going to say that's 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 kind of what I was trying to get you to do. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to have a church of a thousand or a church of whatever number you pick. Um, but are they discipling? Are they multiplying? Uh, he, he'd probably be like, eh, that's you know. Good job, but I think I think if we multiply, I think you're right. That's yeah. I, I had I had a friend, uh, Jim Tomberlin. I've I've done a lot of work with him. He's big in multi-site stuff historically, but you know he he told me he's he's like I had him on my podcast at some point, and he's like Jeff, the job of the church is not to grow as big as possible. The job of the church is grow to the point where they can multiply, and then grow again to the point that they can multiply, and and that strategy today now Jim's. Jim's well known in, in multi-site, and that that strategy is how multi-site's born. Uh, and so, whether it's multi-site or whether it's multi-church, whether it's starting and networking multiple churches and planting multiple expressions, or what you know, what I would call maybe what Jason Poling's doing is is a multimodal, a single church addressing different modes of church. Oh my gosh! Like the the future looks bright for the church if we're doing that because the buildings the way that we run our buildings will reach only a certain type of person and it's going to take other methods to reach other types of people so explore the metaverse explore the micro yeah. explore prison explore workplace explore uh, there's explore so many prison. different prison go get, Get yourself locked get you, up. Get, get yourself locked up. Hey, hey, that guy on the show on 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 the computer told me that I needed to get arrested. Um, send all hate mail to Todd Wilson at no, don't do that. Hey, listen, it's uh, that's truly is is the heart. Let's figure out how to to multiply in these areas, empower a different type of leader, to reach a different type of person, to disciple them in a different way, and then release them to do what God's calling them to do. Yeah. Multiplication um, solves so many problems in in the church today. So, um, you know, J Jason, man, even just at the outset here, thanks for championing that and, and, and leaning in that direction. Hey, we got to land the plane here, but um, one last question as as we're wrapping up, yep. man. If how if someone wants to get started in this whole meta church thing, how how do they get started in this? And just just go in, dive in, explore. Just um, you know, I would say go get a headset. You know, I'm not, I'm not pay, paid by uh, Meta or Facebook, whatever. So I, I have no dog in the game there, but, or is that the, is that the right phrase? But anyway, get a headset, 300 bucks um, and, uh, and start exploring. And you can look at our church, come and visit our church. There's other churches out there. There's, there's gr a growing number now. So that's pretty exciting. So you can see how they do it, see what, what it looks like. And, and just don't, 
you can you can do it for free. I mean, you've obviously got an internet connection and your PC. You can go on, download these platforms, and observe it from a two D desktop kind of way. But you're not going to get at all what we're saying when we talk about the immersiveness and the way that the the Web three the, the the VR kind of reality uh, ex- really allows you to experience people like that really connect with people. Uh, you can do that two D, but I would just say get three hundred dollars. I'm surely if you're at a church, you got a budget that can sustain that probably. Um, if not, you know, uh, Christmas gift. There you go. Christmas gift here coming up a little, little ways down the road, but, um, uh, but Christmas in July, get yourself a VR headset. That's it. Just check it out and then have no fear. Like don't, I think if you just show up and are faithful and you just say, Hey, um, the one, one of the ways I looked at it was if I were to go down the streets of Yuba city, the town I live in and set, set a table up and, open my Bible and preach to the pastors by, which aren't that many, but if I preach to the pastors by for 30, 45 minutes and I, and I get one person to stop for five minutes and even listen to me, I might consider that a success in this day and age. I might, wow, I, they heard five minutes of the gospel. Um, if you think of the metaverse that way, like I'm just setting up a place and I'm just going to show up every Sunday or whenever you do it. And I'm just going to preach the word. I'm going to love people. Here's what's cool is more than just one person is going to show up for five minutes. If you have five people that for, you know, first month or two months, that's, you know, for sitting there for 30 minutes of your, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome. Five unchurched people sitting there listening and they didn't have to, and they're listening to you talk about Jesus from the word. That's like, I, like I said, if you were doing the street, street corner of your city, you'd probably be jumping for joy. And that's what happens in the metaverse. So just show up. Don't expect this huge mega church thing to, to happen to you. Um, that's not really what the metaverse is designed for, really. It's it's much more intimate and communal. And so, uh, and even the technology can't sustain, you know, in one instance of the experience, a thousand people. So it's going to be smaller than what you maybe expect or desire. But again, if you've got just a handful of unchurched people listening to the word and they get saved, discipled, I mean, that's pretty awesome. And, and God will grow it. God will do it in his own way. And again, numerical, forget that for a second. Just think about those individuals. Um, so I think just do it, show up, um, plan a church. It's not, it's cheap. It's not labor intensive, really. Once you learn the, the basic, easy ways to maneuver, you'll find that if you play Pong, you can figure out, that's an old one, right? If you play Pac-Man, now it's, it's, I can't use any, it, Jeff, we're just too old. Um, you can do this. You can actually get in there and move around and talk to people and just show up for an hour every Sunday. Boom. You're going to have a church plant pretty soon. And you're going to be reaching people for Christ, telling stories to your congregation that they're going to be enlivened and excited by. Um, it's really awesome. So do it. For the record, Jason Poling is older than me. Barely. So I, I just barely, but, but enough that I'm taking credit for that. Hey, listen, he's right. It's, get a headset. Uh, jump into alt vr go meet some people I had, I had a digital pastor recently tell me we'll get him on the show here at some point but he, he got a headset for christmas and, and within 15 minutes of jumping into the world alt vr he found himself sharing jesus with someone and what was funny was this this particular pastor isn't the type of guy to like openly evangelize that's just not in his dna he's uncomfortable with that but he was sharing jesus christmas day with an avatar who is actually an atheist agnostic uh what's interesting is through the conversation three other people came over one was a Christian, the other two were not. So now five people Christmas Day are talking about Jesus in Alt-VR. And hell did not freeze over. Fire did not come from the sky. Nobody was shot in the process. It was a good conversation that has led towards other things. Uh, and this is the opportunity of, of Metaverse. It's to build a relationship and see Jesus move through the relationship. People will find community before they find Christ. And this is what you're finding here, even with, and we didn't even get into the Alice story as much, but that Alice, that was a long tale. Like that was a long, thorough relationship. That was not, I'm going to raise my hand, accept Christ after a 40 minute sermon. There's a long, thorough conversation that's centered in that and relationships across multiple churches, really, when you get into it. And this is where God does great things, not as, as a knee jerk, as an emotional response to an event, but as a result to a relationship, yep. which is where you're going to see metaverse move in big ways. So get the headset. Yeah, I've I've, I've got the old one, but come over head. here, try it, kick kick the tires on it, jump on Alt VR. 
here's the deal. I'll, I'll do this as we're closing. Metachurch dot v. Uh, excuse me. Metachurch dot digital. Metachurch dot digital. Hopefully the link is showing up in the chat. If you've got questions on Meta uh, Metaverse Church, you want to talk to me. Check it out. Click the link there. There's an opportunity. You can book time on my calendar. I would love to talk to you about what the Metaverse Church is. We've got we've got coaching set up. We've got. Uh, the ability to even do world building. Uh, Michael used to Venice, who works for Jason, is, is doing some world building on the side with me and some others are as well. But I'm trying to gather resources to help people like you who are wanting to experiment with the metaverse to give you the opportunity to do so. So you want to talk, you got questions, feel free to hit up that website, metachurch.digital. Uh, and you can book time with me or check out any of the, the links and stuff there. But hey, we are going to land the plane. This has been an awesome conversation. If That's you're going to be in Orlando, man, I, Jason, I love having you here. Thanks. Jason's going to be in Orlando with me. Uh, Jason's speaking one of the days. I yeah. don't know. It yeah. all kind of runs together. But he'll be there talking Metaverse Church. And so if you want to ask questions, meet us in person, swing over, make sure you sign up at uh, Exponential's website for the uh, Orlando conference coming up in, in, in a little bit. Any, any last thoughts real quick as we're landing the plane here, Jason? Just uh, encourage you to try, like you said, get the headset, go out and try. God, the, the, the harvest field is plentiful. The harvest is plentiful. Labors are few. So I'd love to see more laborers out there. Love to help you in any way I can. Awesome. And we're going to wrap. Hey, for Jason, this is Jeff with Leadership Network. And thanks for coming on for episode yep. two here of uh, Metaverse Church Next. Next week is DJ Soto, the Bishop of the Metaverse, coming on. We're going to be talking a lot of future. We're going to get a little crazy. Let's look at look into what the future holds here with Web3. So come back 1230 Eastern next Wednesday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Network podcast and joining the conversation for what is next for the church and its leaders. We look forward to connecting with you as we bring our questions, contribute our wisdom, and pursue what is next. Visit leadnet.org for more resources, information about leader cohorts, and more. That is leadnet.org.